What's up, everybody? This is another episode of the Army of Smartness podcast. Today on the show, we're doing a watch along of The War Games 1993 that, of course, features the Shockmaster. We got a little bit of announcement coming from the National Wrestling Alliance. The Braves break our hearts yet again. And Falcons seem to be on the way of doing the same, but we're still holding hope. Dogs gonna dogs, but we got to get it together with Mr. Bowers. But before we get into all of that, I want to inter- introduce my co-host, Mr. JD. JD, how you be? Well, first of all, I'd like to uh, <clears throat> apologize for for the lateness of our recording. I've been in mourning ever since the 104 win Atlanta baseball Braves uh, fell in ignominious defeat to the to the Philadelphia Phillies in the National League Division Series. Uh <clears throat> it's been a lot of lot made, a lot of hay made, a lot of uh, a lot of talk, a lot of chatter, as it were, uh, about the format of the playoffs and does a five day uh break hurt, you know, the these uh top teams as the top five, I believe, uh correct me if I'm wrong on this, top five teams with the best record in Major League Baseball this year uh, combined to win one game in the postseason. That was, of course, your Atlanta Braves. But they, there's something to that, I guess. But I, I would rather say, you know, we just got cold at the exact wrong time. And baseball, I think more than any other sport, is about when you get hot and we got cold. Um, other than that, just lighting a, uh, lighting a candle saying a prayer for Brock Bauer's ankle. How about you, sir? Same. Uh yeah, it's tough to be too terribly sad about this right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did we did walk away with the World Series two years ago, so was, uh, oh, that yeah, I hate, to, hate to be. We we need uh we need the uh, commissioner to take the All Star game away from us again. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Apparently, we need somebody needs to get a fire lit under their ass during uh, the the fall. The old uh, ass fire, as a, as it were here. Um, you know, of course, a lot of things to to like about the season. Uh, in all likelihood, we have an MVP on the team. And More than likely, I would say, yeah. Yeah, we do have a, uh, in all likelihood, have an MVP candidate, uh, a likely MVP. I'd say in Mr. Acuna, um, future's looking bright, but come on, guys. <laughs> it's uh, gets late early around here. I mean, I... You know, I'd like to know what it's like to be a Patriots fan or a Yankees fan. Ooh, wait, no, you don't. You, you don't. you don't want that. I, I would like to know. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, so didn't uh, didn't go our way this year. Uh, Brock Bowers uh, apparently going to be out either three to six weeks with an ankle injury. Um, get well, Brock. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're hoping that uh, he's ready for uh, Tennessee. Um, because they are playing in Neyland Stadium this year, so always, always a tough place to play. It and, is. Uh, so we'll we'll, we'll see. That's that atmosphere in college football, as the uh, announcers won't shut up about. And Desmond Ritter, of course, did not have the best game. Uh, still managed to <laughs> throw for over three hundred yards. Um, to which team? To his team. Oh. Um, you know. He's at the at the end of the day. Is still he's still pretty much a rookie. 
Um, and had a, had a good game last. I'm still holding out hope for the kid. I mean, he's. I'm not ready to throw him away quite yet. I mean, you know, but uh, he's up and down. I mean, he's up and down. Is, is what you can say about him. But he's got the weapons around him to do it. He has no excuse, right? In 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 that regard. Um, yeah. So we'll we'll see how it all goes, and um, yeah, we'll we'll just see. So, what are your thoughts on the uh, the Red Stallions? Raw up, baby. No, I uh, <clears throat> recently, as recently as last week, in fact, I spilled uh, salsa something on my uh, <clears throat> Falcons polo. Washed it the same day. Uh, pulled it back out today. Um, you know, <clears throat> to wear it, you know, with pride. Uh, as you can see, Ryan, am I wearing the Falcons polo right now? I, I can't see. No, it's not. It's not that. It's my, it's my point. Uh, the stain is still there. And if there's a clearer metaphor for the Atlanta Falcons, I don't know what it would be other than the stain is still there. So I asked my lovely wife, Abby, I said, wife, is this a, is this a sign? Should I give up on the Falcons? She said yes, you should give up on the Falcons, but no, you won't, um, because you've tried before. If you didn't leave after the late unpleasantness, you're never leaving. I said, well, that's fair. So I got a new uh, polo coming. <clears throat> it, I mean, it's at, the long at, at this point. Oh, yeah, I'm throwing good money after bad at this at this point. You, but you just it, 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 we're due. You know, we're always due. Um, We've been due for sixty years. Um, now listen, if the Braves can. Right the right the ship here and and the Bulldogs continue their dominance. At least give me one more sweet a sweet. You know what? I'm not even gonna say that. I've been blessed beyond measure with the with the dogs the past two years. So if if my cross to bear are the Red Stallions, then yeah, I'm gonna roar up, baby. I'm gonna roar up. I'd say that that's a you know it was some somebody had to be sacrificed, right? Um, yeah, um, could it have been the Atlanta untied. I wouldn't miss them. Well, no, because they've already won a championship. What about the uh, Hawks? Yeah, maybe the Hawks. But we've been sacrificing them just as long as we have the Falcons. Mm. Actually, uh, not quite as long, but close. Not quite, like within, what, three, four years. Yeah. Well, they <laughs> came here in, what, 74? No, earlier than that. I thought it was like 69. It may have been. I don't they know. They came from St. Louis. They were only there for like two years. Yeah, but um, uh, yeah, but anyways, now we've uh, I don't even think the Hawks have ever made the finals before. Uh, no, I don't they haven't. So. They have no, had... I was thinking of uh, Georgia with, with Neek had the final four there. Yeah, no, there's there's uh, there's an awful lot of futility when it comes to the city of Atlanta, and it's I team. apologize. They're around 20 years before they came to us. I didn't realize that. They were in St. Louis for 13 years and came to us in 68, though. I was right about that. Um, but, yeah. Sorry. Before that, they were in Milwaukee, believe it or not. And then the Tri-Cities, they started off as the Buffalo Bisons of the National Basketball League. Hmm. So, there you have it. All right. Interesting. Eh, oh. not really. That was interesting. You dropped something. I've got some interesting news. As the proud owner, if you'll recall, uh, back to our draft uh, of the the refuse of the WWE, um, I, of course, uh, owned and operated the 
National Wrestling Alliance uh, for, for that draft. And under my leadership, I'm proud to say we at the National Wrestling Alliance have secured a television rights deal in color, as I understand it. Uh, with who? With ECW. No, you're welcome. Hmm? No, you didn't. No, I'm sorry. WCW. Not those either. G GCW? No. G see, what? Well, I, I understand it's a CW. There, yeah, that's it. That's it. ACW. Okay. ACW. ECW. I started with ECW. The CW. The CW. Is that st- I thought that merged with the WV and became like TMZ or something. What, well, it was, was like this? UP. It was like UPN and then Warner Brothers and then CW. Is this the one where they had the um, uh, what's it? One Tree Hill was that a CW program? I know Shasta McNasty was on UPN at one point. Shasta McNasty, but that, we're not talking about UPN. Or that, UPN just showed reruns of Mark. Um, well, that and they had a. Uh, uh, the PJs. Once upon a time in the projects. Oh, the PJs. Oh, PJs. That started off on uh, Fox, as I recall. That was a funny show. Um, but yeah, no. So uh, One Tree Hill and uh, what was the other one? Uh, Seventh Heaven, I think. Or um, oh god. Oh, anyway, those shows were all the same thing, and I think they were on the CW. But now the National Wrestling Alliance can stand right beside him. Ryan, can I count on your viewership? Um, I honestly, I didn't even realize that the CW was still a thing. Do they have an app? To be fair, I don't know that the, that the NWA is really still a thing. No, they're a thing. Hmm. No, but obviously, JD is speaking truth here, Mister William Corgan, who apparently doesn't want to go by Billy anymore. Oh Jesus! Um, well, he's like seventy-eight years old, so I guess I can understand that. Well, he sees um shapeshifters as well it's, it's just tip of the iceberg with his problems wait but anyways oh no no, uh, no, no, no 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 we're not glossing over that he sees shapeshifters how else would you perceive a shapeshifter i'm just the fact that he is seeing shape shifters well i period. understand that but that's how i would if i were ever to encounter a shapeshifter that's probably how i would perceive it as well well visually uh, spo- spoiler, alert. How do you know? spoiler alert there are no shapeshifters I don't know. Look at my look at my picture when I graduated from law school, and look at my fat ass now, and tell me there aren't shapeshifters in this world. Well, that you, know, you can shapeshift over the years, but not within minutes or seconds. Any, <laughs> anyways, it's just the whole bullshit. With, with the proper amount of explosive, yes, you can. Lizard people and whatever. Um, yeah. Anyways, he's nuts. But uh, good, good for uh, NWA. Uh, I always Thank root you. for uh, wrestling for companies to so do much. well. And if the CW is the best that they could do, then by God, good for them. Uh, get some off of YouTube, which apparently they were on YouTube. Nobody uh, was getting them off of YouTube. <laughs> and uh, so now we uh, now we have to pull out the antennas and assume uh, what uh, Al Bundy would call Fox viewing positions. Uh, yes. Somebody holds the antenna Ooh. this way. You. I'm aware. Yeah, no, hold, we'll pass out up, the no ma'am shirts later. Get out the uh, yeah. Get out the aluminum foil. Wrap it around it. And, yeah, Billy, uh, that might help Billy if he's seeing shapeshifters. He may need some of that aluminum foil himself. Yeah. 
Anyways, I root for the guys. I root for NWA, who is, uh, by the way, EC3 is their new champion. So good for him. Yeah. 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 And he's one of the guys. I don't understand why he never really made it. Like you would think, yeah, looking at him, his work in the ring is not terrible. And I, I don't remember how good his promos were or weren't, but it doesn't seem like it would be insurmountable for a guy that, you know, has his potential. I don't, I really don't uh, know. In-ring, in-ring work is good. I mean, the, yeah, the angle he had in TNA with being uh, Dixie Carter's nephew was yep. pretty good. Well, it uh, stuck to it stuck with him to this day. He still uses that name. Yeah. But, um, yeah, anyways, good for them. Glad to see them moving on, moving up, and hopefully we, uh, we get to see more of them. Um, that being said, um, uh, Seeing any of them would be kind of a kind of a slow week in wrestling news, to be honest with you. So we're uh, we're basically going to go straight into Fall Brawl 1993. Now, if you have have followed us this far, there is, of course, the shock master, the infamous shock master, the infamous shock master. We, of course, covered uh, the shock masters shocking debut. Uh, when he shocked the world on clash of the champions i uh, forget which one that was 20 one of them three something like that yeah sure uh anyways the numbers not so bad. this is uh the war games of which mr master uh the master the, of shock mr uh mr master uh so talked about this is fall brawl 1993 on your peacock it's a yes, season one, episode one. I didn't realize this is the first fall ball, fall brawl pay per view, Daddy. Mm-hmm. Season one, episode one, and what a great first one this was. Uh, so we've we've already done a primer on this to an extent in previous episodes. Go back oh, the in the uh, go back in the archives, take a look at it, laugh your ass off, and uh, well, JD, let's give us a time code and a countdown. All right, I have two hours, 21 minutes, and six seconds. So 2.21.06. I'll give you a minute just to get there. Okay. And three, and a two, and one, play. Yeah, you know, uh, we just missed the Ric Flair, Rick Rude match over Fifi, the French maid, and I believe the WWE World title. Uh, also go worth going back and taking a look at. So the war games rules: seven periods, first minute, first period, five minutes, all other periods, two minutes. Winner of the referee toss sends in a second man. Wouldn't you know who always won that toss? Seems like the bad guys always won. After two on one period ends, the opposing team sends in another man. So yeah, uh, we get we get a, a constant outnumbering by the heels until the actual beginning of the match. And then after the third period, the winner of the coin toss sends in its third man. Teams alternate, blah, 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 blah. You get it. It's overbooked, but it's still a lot of fun. This, to me, is kind of the end of the limit of booking here. Um, Surrender or submission is the only way to win. No pinfalls, no countouts, no disqualifications. The referee has final say as to who has won the match. The match does not begin, technically, until the last man has entered. So that is when the match beyond begins. This, of course, is going to be in Houston, Texas at the Astra Arena. Uh, Tagline on this one, one will rise, one will fall. Um, 
that's not technically right when it comes to war games. Technically, yeah, no. three will rise and one will fall. Well, four actually, because or, or four, four man teams. Yeah, four man teams. It's not like the Survivor Series, which were teams of t- teams of five strive to survive. This is a uh, four men. Now, the original uh, fall brought. Excuse me. The original war games match was in fact five on five, was it not? Because you had four horsemen and uh, and uh, James J. Dillon on one side then you had the but you had the road warriors and um was luger on yeah that? you got sting davy sting. boy D- dustin Rhodes, and the oh, shock and this master one, this one. yes and um you have harlem heat sid vicious and uh beta beta thank you Vader time in, in this one so and of course the uh sparklers are abound as the cage is lowered upon the ring. Boom! And there we go. Getting our Man, back fight. in 1993, this was cool. This uh, was some high... This was next-level stuff. I remember now this as a kid seeing this. I was just absolutely fascinated. Oh, yeah. How could they do this? What, two, what sorcerer's two rings, magic is this? Two rings, two cages... Yeah. I don't I don't think that there'd ever been a presentation like this, that the, that the, the cage was actually... Uh, hoisted above the ring and then lowered like that. Certainly not two. Um, right, not two ri- over two rings. Well, here's the problem. Well, I, well, I mean, had they'd, they'd had War Games matches before, of course. Well, I understand but, that, but I thought you meant the concept in general. Um, yeah. my, my issue with it always was the cage is too low. Like, Sid Vicious could barely stand up under this thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, like it, it needed to be a ten foot cage. It's more like an eight foot cage. No, in in war games, it is a fight. It's not so much a match. Well, they call it the match beyond. So, you know, at first it starts off as a mugging because you got one on one, then you get two on one, and you just got to live with it for uh, for two minutes. This, so uh, you can't be being... beaten in that def- in that part part of of the match. So we have uh, Cole and Kane here as Harlem Heat, not Booker T and Stevie Ray. And, of course, Colonel Parker leading Sid Vicious, the man who rules the world. And Harley Race, of course, with Big Van Vader. So two heel managers out here. Um, you know, I'm sure that there will be no shenanigans whatsoever from these two folks. I mean, it's a collection of legit badasses. Oh no, there's some legit uh, talent here. This is uh, you know, Stevie and Booker. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, no slouches on Hall of shoot, Famers all the way around. Shoot fighting themselves. And of course Vader and Sid more than capable, especially if you give Sid a pair of scissors. That's right. Um you can take care of himself. And you keep Vader away from Paul Orndorff. Well uh, as long as Orndorff doesn't have a sandal, you should be fine. The flip flop. <laughs> Here comes the axe. Here comes the, I'm sorry, Animal and Hawk, the Road Wives. I think it's just Animal. It's just that. It's just Animal. Okay. Yeah, he's just a That's right. to the ring. Yeah, on yeah, this yeah. One. Dustin Rhodes, the British Bulldog, and of course none other than the Shock Master. YMCA thing coming up behind him here. Now, if you watch the Shock Master vignette. You will not recognize the shot, the man coming out under the moniker Shockmaster because they're like, yeah, this is a bad idea. I think all they kept was the jeans and Uncle Fred. Uh, he now has a sleeveless, uh, you know, just button-up shirt and a white hard hat, yeah. replacing his disco stormtrooper helmet. And no uh, awesome Kong. Uh, and no, vest. yeah, 
no possum fur vest uh, any longer. Yeah, he um, legitimately got that off of one of the awesome Kongs <laughs> to, nice. com- to complete the outfit. No, yeah. Now that I'm picturing, yeah, I can see that. Um, I wonder. I want to know who wasted their time bedazzling that stormtrooper helmet just to see all their effort go to waste. Uh, the pay per view here. Uncle Fred still has that. Oh, Uncle Fred, yeah, that helmet. Speaking well, I'm so which, glad he didn't throw it away because that, yeah, that's that's worth having. Speaking of which, I've got this uh, 11 by 17 signed by the by none other shot. than. The shock the master, shock master typhoon, typhoon tugboat, tugboat, and the big steel man. The big steel man. Yeah. All right. You ever, it just occurred you're, to me. You ever, you ever a new song? Uh, did you ever come to your church in Adel when 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 you were a lad? Mm-mm. Okay. Yeah, that's right. You're a heathen. Um, yeah. Let's look him up. Eddie Mill Middleton. Uncle Fred looks a lot like Eddie Middleton. He was the lead singer of a new song there for when I was a kid. Of course, we're starting out here with the natural. They call him the natural. I got a lot of time the for that interest theme. The yeah. son of the son of a plumber. Yeah, absolutely. And of course. And he is later. a wailing on Vader. Woo! Putting it to him, baby. Oh, and a little little funky like a monkey dusty road there on that one. That was good. Yeah, got a little stiff there. <laughs> yeah, he did. He's got a uh, some sort of a I don't know, a depends pad or something wrapped around his, his side here. Oh, and his boot come off already, and he's uh, just a laying into him with that boot. Slap shit out. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I thought he dropped it between the two rings. I was like, well, crap, gonna be without that for the rest of the ring, the rest of the match. Now, is it a good idea, Ryan, from your, your time in the ring? Is it a good idea to have a boot on that's so loose that you can just slip it off? I mean, that's not really providing the ankle support that you're going to need, is it? Uh, no, not so much. Yeah, and also I think it's probably a poor idea, poor decision to, to wrestle in one boot and one sock, considering how big the heel of those boots are. He's going to be a little lopsided for the remainder of the match, so he gets that boot back on. Yeah, spoiler alert, Dustin Rose is going to be a bloody mess. Yes, he is. At the end of this match. Hamburger. The the proverbial crimson mask. I think we're seeing the start of that here with Vader uh, just wailing him in the corner here, wailing on him as they go, oh, oh, those are just open-handed slaps right there. That was, Those are some stiff shots. Holy shit. Forearm, forearm. <laughs> well, I know. That was, that was the close, like, not the knuckles, but like the closed fingers of the hand going to the side of Dustin's head. And that, I'll be honest with you, that's uh, BC powder headache number one, right? I mean, come on. Oh, there it is. Or Cedron headache number one. Yeah, Sid never really changed his look much over the years, did he? Would you? I might consider putting on some long tights. Yeah. No. I guess he did have a singlet there for a while. He had a singlet with the uh, the t- Twin Towers there, didn't he? Yeah, he had, Spivey. had one in WCW. Oh, he had the uh, Sid Justice singlet, I think, initially, yeah. too. Yeah. He had a singlet every once in a while. But, I mean, you know, he changed his look not really for the better in 2000. He's added the cane to the whole gimmick. Oh, Vader Bomb, here we go. Oh, my goodness gracious. Ugh. That's a lot of man. A lot of sweaty, stinky man coming down on you. 
Vader, on the other hand, had had quite a bit of deviations uh, yeah, on his. He, he truly did. Um, well, I like the little like iron on Vader Vader time letters on his on his singlet right in the center. That that was always fun for me. I mean that that mastodon. Uh, the headgear, the headgear, yeah, was just, that, that that was awesome. And he, just, you know, it was it cool, but like he just yeah, he just carried it in and set it up. I mean, he would wear it occasionally, but yeah, he like set it on the ramp and then turn the steam on. Yeah, he. Was, oh, uh, very bad DDT. Jesus, that didn't look good at all. But I think it was mostly on Vader. But all right, the Stinger. Oh, I hear Stinger has announced his last match will be in the year of our Lord, 2024. At uh, whatever you call it. One of your AEW shows. Since you own them. His, la match. his last match needs to be with Ric Flair. I hate <laughs> so much about the things that you choose to be. I don't know. Well, I mean, now that we're watching this, I mean, who who would you make us like? Darby, right? I mean, Darby, I think, would be a wonderful way to pass the torch. It, it needs to be someone who will benefit from the win. I said that about The Undertaker. Uh, yeah, I said that about Brock. Uh, I said it about, you know, The Rock never had a definitive, this is his last match. And we didn't know Stone Cold's last match was going to be his last match, so that it already happened. Um you know, and that's actually what I said about Flair, too. Although, having seen what happened with Sean, I wouldn't change it for the world. Thank God he never had another match ever, ever again. But um, <clears throat> it needs to be someone who will benefit oh. from the win. That's why, you know, I was an advocate of Randy Orton, friend of the show, Carl, taking out uh, <laughs> taking out Ric Flair because he was the legend killer, right? That was his gimmick uh, for a while there. So I thought that, that would benefit him. So it needed to be someone who could benefit from putting out a legend like Sting. Uh, or any I saw guys. Jim Duggan. There you go. A bright young up-and-comer who could really use the rub. Um, I mean, Hacksaw Jim Duggan could not possibly be more over. Could he? I mean, really. Like, he's that as over got, as you get. He got over a janitor gimmick <laughs> in WCW. I mean, people cheer. anything over. People cheered. He got over just a flat board of wood. He got that over. I mean, come on. People don't even blame him for having played for the Falcons. That takes some doing. Oh my gosh! We've I got Kane in here. We've got Kane in here. The future, once and future Stevie Ray, with his uh, his shirt tied up in a suggestive and uncomfortable manner. To me, he's got that. Uh, he's got that. You know. Pit girl racing crew knot going on there. What what do you call that? What, what do you call that? Uh that sort of knot showing off the midriff there. Prison the cleavage knot. and the midriff. The I, I'm picturing knot. it on a woman, so uh yeah. Prison knot. Okay. A prison knot. Yeah, it uh <clears throat> I don't I think it might Who be. just a few years prior, Booker T had actually been in prison. He had. He had. Maybe that's where he initially saw it and told his brother about it. And there we go. There we go. Uh, we have a busted open Dustin Rhodes. Yeah. Still wearing one boot and one sock that doesn't go up to the top of his boot. That's got to cause some chafing. 
tell you, as far as juicing uh, the ring, as far as juicers are concerned, I mean Dustin Rhodes. Oh, he takes a backseat. He's a juicer. He's got to be. I mean, he's got to be there with Flair, you know, because they had that white blonde hair. It really showed up. Really showed it off. Yeah, kind of like Hogan's shirt that time. And if Hogan had hair, it would show. It would have shown on his too. Well, I mean, Sean, I mean, didn't really get up to his hair so much, but he he was the master of it covering the entire face. Mm-hmm. Like, that was Sean's claim to fame on on, on the blading. Of course, uh, Coldstone also did a, did a good job with that. I'm trying to think. Uh, Accidentally paused for a second there. I'm sorry. I'm trying Just to now get Sting throwing Kane into the other ring. Yeah, I, I'm trying to think of a match that Sting bladed in. I, I'm sure he has. I'm sure, but I mean, that that would be sort not, of diminishing not, returns. Not, not notorious for it. No, well, he, that would have been sort of diminishing returns as he always wore face paint. You'd kind of lose the blood in the paint. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't know that you really God, needed it look at for that. him. Look at yeah, that. he is. he hit an artery. He is spurting. But that, that match between him and Cody and that first uh, all-out Oh, that was a beautiful match and a uh, well-told story. For not having TV to back such, it up, that was an incredibly well-told story. Such a great match. It was uh, wonderful. Mel- Meltzer gave that five stars, and I think that was probably probably one, <laughs> definitely one of the most well-earned five stars. Eighteen because, and a half stars. Yeah, it, especially when you can t- consider where Dustin's at in his career. Yeah, um, that was supposed to be theoretically his last match. Uh, for a while there, but unlike Ric Flair, he actually came back and wrestled a few more times. Well, he wrestled well. Well, yeah, I mean, also unlike Ric Flair after his actual last match. Of course, you know, his dad, Dusty, being the notorious blader as well. That's another Well, guy. yeah, but I mean, I don't know that I would say that Dusty was good at it. <laughs> so he, he did it a lot. <laughs> he did it a lot. I wouldn't say he was good at it. I mean, he... I mean, Ugh. he think. I mean, at towards the end of his life, if Dusty thought too hard, his he'd start to bleed. <laughs> uh, he busted a pimple on his head, and then it just gushed. Jesus. I mean, he's not quite to the Ab- Abdul the Butcher level with the poker chest, but he could probably put a. I'd say he could put a nickel in there. You know, he could probably hold a nickel up, and the grooves on his forehead. Would it be great if Sting for his last match brought back Surfer Sting? Yes, it would. It absolutely would. Just saying. Especially if he came out. Well, of course he's listening, obviously. I mean, anyone who's anybody and a few people who are nobody uh, listen to this podcast. Um, I would also like to see Sting. This never happened, but I'd like to see it happen. Surfer Sting come out to the uh, theme song from the show California Dreams. Um, That that would be (laughs) just... Chef's now, kiss that is a show that I don't think I've even thought about. Oh, no one has in twenty years. No, oh, longer than that. No one has. Not, not even that. It's the years. knockoff. It's the knockoff Saved by the Bell that you didn't know you needed. As a matter of fact, Earth it used, dudes with attitudes. It used to come on after WCW Saturday Night. <laughs> I remember it being like the last thing after cartoons were off on like NBC on Saturday mornings. Um, like, yeah, it, it, it would come on like after the cartoons. That's how you knew it was, you know, this is it. The live action show came on. Sid, not really. that. did anybody from that show even do anything? No, not that I'm aware of. 
Well, we're going to find out right now. I have no idea who was on it. Kelly Packard was on it. Wow. No idea. But she was the hot blonde girl. Oh, that one. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. She has a her name is in blue on Wikipedia, so maybe here, she did something. And here we got uh Bulldog coming in, slamming Vader off the middle rope. Uh she was on Baywatch for a while. Look at her. It seems like a natural progression, I guess. Okay, well then I've seen her. Yeah. Yeah, she was a series regular from ninety seven to ninety nine. How about that? Holy shit, the California Dreams lasted four years? Sorry. I thought that lasted like three episodes. And Sid going up, touching the top. See, that's what I'm saying. It's too short. Oh, oh poor Sid. Ow! Ow! Poor Sid. Oh! He's going to get that noodle hair caught in there. Come on, man. <clears throat> yeah, so uh, Surfer Sting entering to California Dreams. That's what I want. Double coconut, or maybe, or maybe surfing USA. No, that's too Because remember, well, the, thing, the thing about it is, Sting has most of his outfits from it from the, over the years. If you have, if you, there are very, very few of his trunks and everything that are in collectors' hands. He has a whole museum at his house dedicated to him. Really. Yeah, he's got them. He's got these. Uh, his like, you you remember the USA outfit and I do very all, much the, so. all the all the iconic outfits that he has. He's got them in like these. He's got a display room. He's got them all set up sort of around it, and it's uh, it is an impressive display. What's in the middle, Joker's thing? It's man, it because it, it's just uh, very uh, very little. Very little is in collector's hands right now. He's he's hung on to most most of it. See, I, I got a lot. I mean, honestly, that surprises the hell out of me because of all you know the super successful wrestlers of all time. Maybe only Brock Lesnar strikes me as being less impressed with wrestling than Sting. You know what I mean? Like he's just sort of unaffected by. The business itself, like well, he's he's less he's less impressed with wrestling as a whole, but he's very impressed by himself. By himself, apparently. apparently. But that strikes me as odd because he seems like such a humble guy when you see him in interviews. He just, I mean, uh, you just never know, I guess. But yeah, uh, and and you know, you hear him talk about. It. I mean, he he loves wrestling. I mean, he he loves doing it. He just, you know, he was he was not necessarily a fan growing up. No, uh, so he doesn't, you know. He, he he enjoyed it. I mean, obviously he'd done it for this long. You gotta like it. Definitely gotta like the money. What course. else was he gonna make? I about to say, what else was he gonna make this much money at? I've seen him act. <laughs> and uh but yeah, he's got like this uh this whole this whole setup like a museum at his house where he keeps these uh uh outfits like I can't remember if they're framed up or in like this, you know, uh like on the only mannequins in like containers, but I, I remember seeing it behind a glass. I'm like, this dude's got a shrine to himself. All so right. basically, what you're telling me is his house is a museum when people come to see him. Now, would yeah. you say it really is a scream? 
He is the Stinger family. Da na na na. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And now the match beyond begins with the entrance of none other than the Shock Master. Wouldn't it just be great if he fell and busted his ass on if the ring? He had fallen trying to get into the ring. Yeah, that would have been amazing. But but nonetheless, there was no tuba fall stuck down there by David Crockett to sabotage my ass. And I'm a big fan of Fred Ottman. Uh, you know, him and Jim Duggan got to be. should be. The, they got to be, be the two nicest guys in the in the game. Or that was in the game. Um, well, I mean, it takes a special kind of guy to go through the just blatant <laughs> humiliation that was the Shockmaster and not come out the other side a bitter, you know, spiteful shell of a human being. Like the fact that he is, that he does, um, you know, appearances and he has the helmet speaks to me a lot to the character of the man. Yeah, well, I, I'll tell guy. you. I'll tell you this: that the Shockmaster looks suspiciously like the Big Steel Man. Do you have a Disco Stormtrooper helmet too? No, but they had the same outfit, and it's the same guy. That's what I'm saying. Like, so he, he said the same outfit. He had the Stormtrooper helmet and the no possum felt. I'm talking about. I'm talking about Shockmaster today. Oh, this like, this like version what we're of watch, what we're watching here. Okay. Well, yeah. All right. Well, Matt, you know, go with what works, I guess. And nothing worked less than Shockmaster. And Cole, book a T, baby. Give up. And Shockmaster comes through in the clutch for his mm. team. Who Shockmaster won? now on an undefeated streak. That's right. He uh, now said so the answer to the trivia question who won the 1993? war games the none other than the shock master and i mean he ended it in like a minute yeah i mean well you want he'll get paid by the hour <laughs> come in there and just hug the hell out of somebody that's right and Turn, the only, i think the only person i think the only person that had an easier night is animal <laughs> yeah right <laughs> he just i don't know that might be kind of sweaty in those those pads <laughs> Dustin Rose, poor guy, got his ass kicked. That'll happen. And then the shot master comes away with the W. If you will. Yeah. This is uh, this some else, some else. This is considered to be <sighs> the worst war games uh, match, but it's not bad. It's not uh, a terrible match. I mean, you know, and the Shockmaster thing, it was a dumb idea, but the fact that it was just executed so poorly, that hangs over this like a specter. The match itself is, is not a classic by any stretch of the imagination, but it's fine. There's nothing, you know. Well, you know, it's not the Chamber of Horrors. Thank God. No, it's they not had, that kind of a disaster. They had, they had the Chamber of Horrors two years prior. So, you know, there's the floor. It's not that bad, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, it's been the wheel make the deal also. In front of 6,000 strong here at the uh, in Houston, Texas. I know, some of them don't look all that strong. I think you can take them. I did like the, there, fall brawl, the Fall Brawl logo. Yeah, cool. it was pretty cool, especially with the war game, like the tank, the war like games tank. 
like it's falling cool. to the left, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Looks like Donkey Kong. And <laughs> yeah, man, Sid getting all kind of giving heat. it to him, giving it to him at the end. I baby. don't know shit, cry baby. We're live, pal. And Jesse Ventura, of course, with a completely bald head, except for the mullet in the back. Good Lord. You got to admire the commitment. <laughs> God almighty, Sid is just absolutely huge. If you traps. built a wrestler in a lab, it would look like Sid Vicious. Those traps look like freaking biceps. Right? That's as big as your calf. Of course, you know, you're really digging the Oakleys right there on uh, Jesse. That's right. He looks like he, hey, look at him. He could be center field. I wonder if he was one of those kids that Bret Hart gave that to. Maybe. Or he stole it off a kid. More likely. Well, you know, this is 1993. This is Pete Bobby Bowden in uh, college football, of course, can. I always associate yeah, Charlie those, Ward, I believe, uh, winning the Heisman this year. Yeah, I always uh, associate those M frames with Bobby Bowden. Yeah, well, uh, Dagum. Good guy. Well, uh, other than that, I think uh, that's our show for today. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Facebook at Army of Smartness, and of course, email that Gmail Army of Smartness at Gmail dot com. JD, you got anything else you would like to expound upon our audience? Uh, get better, Brock. Uh, let's hold a prayer visual for him. Um, beyond that, I think that, that's, that's got her. Stay tuned for next week when we will be, uh, for Halloween, running down our spookiest wrestlers. I think we're doing, are we doing five of those, Ryan? Top five, bottom five. How is it a bottom five? We'll talk about that off there. There is a bottom five. I can think top of a bottom five. seven. Top five that was good and bottom five that just sucked. Okay, fair enough. There might be a certain Yete in one of those. Is that supposed to be spooky though? Anyway, we'll get there. We'll get there. Let's not, we'll save that for next week. All right. Well, that being said, I will bid our listening audience adieu. I do. <laughs> <laughs>